0: On this episode of Quantum Week, May 3rd through 9th, 1998. Welcome to Quantum Week, I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I leap into a random week of a random year. and We talk about movies and music and headlines, and this is our second show in May of 1998 with City of Angels and Bittersweet Symphony. That's right. We're going to announce, our, so this is our 49th show. Our
1: 49th show. So at the end of the episode, we're going to announce our 50th episode, which is going to be a big one. Matt doesn't even know what it is yet. I don't even know what, I, okay. Yes, it's, it's going to be a big one, I promise. So stick around at the end of the episode, we'll do a reveal there.
0: <laughs> yes, please listen And It was through.
1: organic, too. Okay. Uh, so
0: we're right.
1: uh, But we're talking City of Angels today.
0: Yeah, and maybe we can just kind of get right into it. Sure. I suppose. Do you Should I just give a synopsis again? Give a
1: synopsis, and I have strong feelings.
0: Okay, good. Um, so basically, the synopsis is angels um, are around interfering with everybody's life, and then they also help you cross over when you die. Um, Nicolas Cage is an angel, becomes infatuated with a doctor played by Meg Ryan, decides to become human so that he can be with her. She dies. Oh, <laughs> boy, do I hate this. You hate that part of it, or do you hate, what, what part, well, of do you hate Well, I hate your movie? synopsis Is always, but that's, that's <laughs> no, no, I, that, hate, I I try to make it as, as uncomfortable for you as I possibly yeah, can. Yeah, this is boring. Yeah. Uh, so, it's more fun, for, no, whatever.
1: Uh, <laughs> anyway, I hate this movie, is what I really need to say. So, I really hate this movie, it you, really, really upsets me.
0: Right I think this movie could, well, the problem is, so, did you, have you ever seen Wings of Desire, which is I have not. On, okay, that's actually a, a really good movie, but I haven't seen it in forever, okay. since college. But I remember at the time, like, okay, this is a great movie. Peter right. Falk, Wim Wenders, like... Wim Wenders good. directed, yeah,
1: and I guess it's, a, this is, I guess, base, so it's loosely ba- based, but kind of?
0: Yeah, so the producers, can't, I don't have the producers' names written yeah. down, but they were big fans of Wim Wenders, and they, wanted, and they bought the rights of the script to do, to do a, a, like an Americanized version. The ending's different. There's a lot of different shit. Right. But they kind of wanted to go with the premise of angels are around, you know, that type of stuff. So, and that movie is good. It's a really good film.
1: It's very, very well regarded. I haven't seen it. I, I will admit, if you want to say, what's, what,
0: if someone asks me what's my biggest
1: blind spot with movies, yeah. it's foreign films.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I,
1: unfortunately, I just haven't. And a lot of it's, my own, my, own, it's my, sorry, my own fault, obviously. But I just haven't made the effort to see right. them that I should have. Because every time I go and actually bite the bullet and see a foreign film that's well-received, it's a really good experience. I always enjoy it. Yeah. And so it's definitely, uh, it's on me and... Um, I, I just got to get better.
0: And unfortunately, we'll never, you know, it's not something We're we'll not ever to run, run into. into show, right, yeah. So, so you just kind of have to do um, it, I guess, on an off time. Yeah. But, but it's good. And they, I think that this movie had a lot of potential, even with the ending the way it was, if they, did it, if they did it a different way. First of all, like if they had different actors, if it was directed a different way, the script was a little, it was really cheesy. But I, I feel like the concept is there. In the movie, that's what was frustrating to me. I felt like this could be a good film, and it just missed the mark a lot.
1: I was really disturbed by it.
0: You were disturbed? Why? Tell me. Uh,
1: So, uh, I don't know if I've ever felt more uncomfortable watching a movie on some level. Really? Okay. I have real issues with how this was shot, and real issues with how this was... uh, The screenplay is very cheesy, and it's it's like a romance novel. It's bad. Yeah. The way this is directed, like, if someone, like, if I was in a studio... And someone provided me the dailies of this movie with, with with these shots and this premise. Yeah. I would like have my director like checked psychologically.
0: <laughs> well, what tell, tell me what. Because it didn't it make you feel a little bit more sixth sense-ish. Like it, it was almost no. supposed to be a horror film. I felt
1: like this is a stalker movie.
0: Oh yeah, totally.
1: I felt like this is someone who is uh, like, it's a cry for help. Right. Or is this someone who doesn't know what real intimacy and what real relationships are and it's written, like, it's written, like, a. it's funny, because the guys in a trench coat. Like, trench coat, mafia, yeah. eight, no, 19-year-old, you know, incel, yeah. to borrow a phrase from today, yeah. would write this. Yeah. And it is, It think about all the things that that character, Nicolas Cage's character, does, and with no emotion, and the Meg Ryan character reacts as like an incel or like someone who's never really had a real relationship with a woman yeah. wants the woman to act. Right. And think about how creepy it is. I, it's so many issues in this movie. So these angels, these men, almost all men,
0: I think they are. I don't remember seeing a woman. I don't remember angel. seeing a woman
1: either. Maybe yeah. at the beach scene, you might see like one woman. Maybe tall, I didn't notice one though, but yeah, they're all men. Yeah. Middle-aged men. And they're all just around. And they're around in the same, like they're all wearing the same clothes, and they're basically spying on you, and they're just stalking you. And sometimes they help; other times they, yep, more or less, kind of like grim reaperish kind of act in the way of killing you, right? On some level, yeah. Uh, so they have all this power.
0: Uh, and they're they, touching you; they're like embracing they're embraced, you. They're it's, around is, your yeah. pri- most private moments,
1: like Meg Ryan at one point comes out of a bathtub, and then n- n- she never gave. In theory, consent for this Nicolas Cage character to be there, and he's there, and like, kind of like just keeping yeah. Tom her, and it's just, it's, it's very disturbing. Like even the interactions that Meg Ryan's character and Nicholas Cage's character have when they talk, yeah. Like think about when they first meet or quote unquote meet in the hospital, and he's waiting by the room. That entire scene is very like I was very disturbed.
0: Oh I, yeah, why would you? She reacted not in not a way, all, not like, in any a way, human way that would, any would, react. would Be like. Who are you and what are you what doing the here? What the fuck are you doing here? What hey, are you doing here? She turns his back to him. You would never, never do that. that. No, you're right. Yeah, I thought, so to me, I felt the exact same way, that discomfort. And to me, it was more about Nicolas Cage, but it could have been the directing. I was more like, he does not, he does not seem like an innocent person. No. Um, but maybe the right actor would have made it into a, like a, an innocent person. I don't think there's anything you could do. No. I think this is how
1: it's shot. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's other angels as well. So the you know the theory is all these angels are all like kind of watching us mm. all the time. So we see all these angels, and in other rooms they're there, and they're like like, like you go through a hospital and you look at the hospital, and they're in every room. I guess yeah. I guess angels are always watching us, which is not cool. No. And um, they are there, and they're every single angel you see is creepy, not just the Nicholas Cage one. Even Andre Brower, who is uh, Cassiel. Yeah, and he's so good in Homicide. Yeah, and he's like such like a warm presence on screen, typically, and he's a very intelligent presence on screen. Even he was creeping me out. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, if Andre Brower is creeping me out, because Nicholas Cage is a weirdo. But yeah, if Andre yes. Brower is creeping me out, it's like, uh, this is a, this, so Brad Silberling directed this.
0: Right, so he's done, um, he's done, he did Casper, let yep. me snick it. Nothing good that I, landed the Lost, all these movies that were shitty to me. But you
1: didn't mention the most interesting movie What was did, the one? Which is Moonlight Mile.
0: So I don't think I know that one.
1: Yeah, so it's uh, it's about basically the uh, the premise is: imagine you're like engaged to someone and they get murdered, and now like you still have a relationship with their parents, and like how do you mm. how do you move on? Okay, he, the reason that's really interesting is because this happened to him. Oh, I know that's right. So yeah, so if you ever right. if you're a child of the '80s, Rebecca you, Schaefer, right. You may have seen My Sister Sam. Did you ever watch My Sister Sam? I did watch it. Yeah, with Pam Dauber and yep. Rebecca Schaefer. And it was on for a couple years. And and if you were a young young person, it's kind of a fun show to watch because the, the show was basically this like older, not older, like 30-year-old sister. Uh,
0: has is, to take care of. Has a, to take care of
1: like 18-year-old yeah. daughter because the parents die. Yeah. And, you know, there's kind of like a, a mini generation gap there. And, and they, you know, but they basically get along. It was, it was kind of a fun half-hour show for, you know, a kid or a young adult sure. to watch. Um, And ran for a couple years. And at the end of the run, she was murdered. By a stalker. By a stalker. Right. Brutally murdered. Like, it was just very disturbing for you to check out Rebecca Schaefer's stuff. But Brad Silverwing was her boyfriend. That's right. And uh, so he wrote Moonlight Mile kind of based on this, on this oh, period of his life. Okay. But, you, but I watched this movie, and I'm not, obviously, I'm not, I, mean, it's all, I, I don't want to, but I guess I'm playing armchair psychiatrist here a little <laughs> bit. But like, you know, what is this guy going through? This movie is very disturbing. Like, I was really, really taken, and I was, so I went through a bunch of reviews. I'm like, does anyone else feel this way? And the yeah. only one I saw that seemed similar to mine was the New York Times one, where he's like, Nicholas Cage feels like a, a serial killer.
0: Oh, yeah. And yeah. But I, see, I attributed it more to him, but now that you're talking about it, this feels more like Dark City. Did you ever watch that movie? I have not. Oh, that's a, that's a good it's one. A, it's, yeah. But it's, it's sort of, or like the, inv- uh, it's not the investment bureau, the something bureau with, uh, it's like you've got all these sort of either superhuman or whatever people that humans can't see or mm-hmm. like angels who are manipulating the world, manipulating, manipulating, manipulating. And it's, it's the dark version of this, but this, that's what this reminds me of now. Now that you're talking about it, it's that stuff.
1: Maybe you think of the, the adjustment, Bureau? the adjustment Bureau. I think yeah, that's what I don't it know is. If I've seen that because Matt Damon, Matt Damon, he, right? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't he, seen that.
0: Yes. Um, it, but it's like that. It's, it's only, it's the, the beings that you cannot see who are malicious ultimately and manipulating for their own ends.
1: I just don't like how they react
0: to things. I don't like how like when
1: they're in the library, when she, and they're all kind of just like staring and watching. Yes. And I know oh, I
0: know they, they all like turn at the same time Yeah. and their eyes are on you. Like now, and Nicholas's cage is like, we we should get out of here and go somewhere else and like talk because he, even he as the angel senses that like, this is kind of disturbing odd. Everybody's attentions on you. That's fucked up. And I
1: think it's also a premise of like power with, um, oh, yeah. with, with, so the men angels in theory have like all this power. And the Dennis Franz character who was once an angel is now a human. Um, and who's the best part of this? Movie? I was
0: just going to say he's the right. Cause he's warm he's and warm, you like yeah, him and right. yeah.
1: Uh, and he's a t- tremendous actor. He is. Uh, I could talk about NYPD all day. He's, yeah. he's great. Uh, so he, he uh, is, um, uh, I'm sorry, where's it going to this? So uh, yeah, uh, he
0: came, I, yeah, he came. Yeah. He's so he constructed by my old for Dennis Franz. Here. Right, I know. Well, he was an angel. You said right. even him that like, cause he, he's talking about, we were talking about stalking and angels and power and you have
1: a real power dynamic here. So, right. So, uh, you know, kind of, he's kind of explaining how being an angel is the greatest thing of all. Yeah. You know, but he, but the way he explains it very odd, he's like, think about it. You don't have any taste. You don't have any like love or anything, uh, but you're immortal. but he's willing to throw all that away. I'm like,
0: No, taste. No, what are you
1: throwing away? This life looks horrible.
0: You don't feel anything. You have no sense of touch, no taste, no no senses. How is that
1: like a positive? It doesn't seem like a positive. So, like when Nicholas Cage does become a human again, spoiler alert. At the end of this movie, you don't feel like he gave up anything. This angel's life seems horrible,
0: really hollow. Really, hollow. it's a terrible life. Yeah,
1: it's not a life. I, I, I what, There's no good. Every,
0: every you watch every sunrise and every sunset at the beach with other lonely angels. And if you don't have any feelings, how does he have love? How does he develop love for her? How does he have like? How does he have love for the humans that he's shepherding over to the other side? It just it doesn't make doesn't make any sense. No. And, yeah.
1: he, and, and but so you're throwing away this life of nothingness. But it's only like, look at the sacrifice this man made. Look at the yeah. sacrifice that this, yeah. you know, that this angel
0: made. It's curiosity more than anything. He's, they have, they're curious. They're curious. But they're, but they're not, but the, how can they develop anything more than, and it, it doesn't, it didn't make any sense. The other thing is, um, so Ebert praised Meg Ryan, but I thought she sucked too. I,
1: I read the same review and I was like. I was like,
0: I, Ebert gave him this thing three stars. Three stars. Like, who is this guy? This is his second. Suck- I'm starting to lose respect from him. Oh, no, I'm starting to lose respect for Ebert because I'm definitely disagreeing with what he's saying a lot. I am. This happens to Bill Simmons on the rewatchables podcast, too. He the more they
1: compare Roger Ebert's reviews, the less they like
0: they they like Ebert. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big
1: Ebert guy. I'm a Ebert guy
0: forever. But I like the way he writes, but I think he's off base on this. Like Meg Ryan was shitty. She like she was she, she didn't react like a human being. No. No, she reacted very disconnected. And her character, <laughs> she was, she was aloof the entire time. And
1: she's, she's insane. So yeah. the, you know, think about how so she basically would go anywhere with this man she just met. Yes. Who acts very oddly. She even brings him into her hospital laboratory. Right. And leaves him there with, yep. imagine like a uh, very, you know, personal things for people. Yeah, probably the files plague is in And there everything too. like yeah. that, like what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of the movie, she's riding a bicycle with her eyes closed. Oh my God. Like, what the- Down like a
0: fucking highway, a wrong... arms spread, like, oh, okay. Well, what a shock she
1: dies. Yeah, no. well, she's, she's basically behaved, you know, in a death-defying way the entire movie. Everything she does, she right. wants to die.
0: She does, yeah. Turn to your back to the stalker, um, let some guy who you knife and doesn't bleed into your life right. fucking sleep with him, and then go, right, go bombing down the highway on your fucking 10-speed. I-
1: eyes closed, no
0: hands to the handlebars, and then, you yeah, shockingly, you drive into a truck and they she already made the guy breakfast. Why was she going out to get more fucking food for breakfast? She already made the breakfast. And, and how long is that shower he takes? How Oh like an hour four and hours? Four hours. Yeah, because she's That's got a bike on. like uphill too, you know, for miles to get to this place. I, I it didn't make any sense. And like so she and would you leave so it doesn't make sense that she'd be in love with this guy. No, like she no, gets infatuated the first time she meets him, and he's weird. He's a fucking. He's a re- fucking he, weirdo. He's a
1: psycho. If you met, if you met someone like you'd him,
0: be, you'd be. This guy is not based in reality. You you want to defend like you'd want to defend your loved ones against this guy. This you would be protective.
1: This guy is so weird that two thirds of the movie, she asks him honestly, "Are you homeless?"
0: Yes, she
1: does, and she means it. Yeah, that's how. F- fucked up this guy is. In, oh, and she's oh, fine with hanging around with this guy and bring him into her hot, her place of business. I know. Thinking he made her homeless.
0: Home. Yeah, I know. Um, And fucking Franz lies to her about, like, so he's his former angel, so he, okay, he's comfortable lying about who Nick Cage, everybody's lying. The angel's comfortable lying, oh, I'm a, whatever, I worked for, I'm a construction worker or whatever. Right. Like, they're, they're all these lies. But, so doesn't make sense that she's infatuated with him and falls in love with him. Doesn't marry the other guy. Like there's no, and there's no resolution to that thing either. She just goes to Tahoe, whatever That's fine. But then you're so in love with this guy and you think you can never have him. You think that he'll never experience love with you because he's this fucking superhuman. He's an angel and you're fine with that, but you leave him like the first time you can have an actual experience with him. You have sex with him. You wake up the next morning and you leave. Yeah. No, I'm my hip is fucking to that person's hip. For weeks, weeks, I'm not, I'm not leaving that person. She fucking leaves. Stupid.
1: I, I. So this movie is basically humorless. It has two jokes, and both land terribly.
0: One of the two jokes, I, so, I missed them. I guess.
1: Yeah, they're, they're bad. So uh, the first joke is is this kind of is that 1990s. We ran into this with Sister Act, where someone having like a regular job, yeah, is wildly funny. Like the idea of like a nun doing unknown things was very funny. Oh, yes. this was like. Can you imagine a doctor that also rides a bike and listens to jazz music? I know. Crazy! (sighs) And so that's like... I think that was supposed to get a lot more laughs than it does, but because we're watching it in 2020, a a woman doctor who listens to music isn't that crazy? No. So that whole basically chunk of the movie where we're supposed to be chuckling
0: they shot it like Quicksilver in the beginning too the they, 80s <laughs> like she's just you know you don't really see her you just see bike and, right. and like pedals and cut off gloves and shit
1: because she's so badass she's so bad and it's so but she's a doctor and she's a woman whoa what? <laughs> and then the other joke which is very weird once it goes back to this disturbing that's why i really feel like some like you know 24 year old guy who lives in his basement wrote this yeah. i know it wasn't it was I was actually a, a woman wrote this which is even, yeah it was so bizarre to me but Dennis Franz says... He, then Nicolas Cage is talking to Dennis Franz, and Nicolas Cage basically says, oh, I'm, I'm in love with this doctor. Yeah. And he goes, the doctor, she's pretty, but hey, a little flat-chested for me. Oh, yeah. But all he needs a handful. What? If someone just told you they love somebody, you wouldn't then insult that person. That's no, crazy. you wouldn't. What a
0: crazy reaction. Oh, she's a... Uh, yeah, she's, she's flat as a board. whoa Yeah. Oh. But
1: why would you... That's like the... A, it's incredibly inappropriate, really, anytime to say about someone who, someone who says they love... And be not right when they tell, like...
0: This I guess because we're supposed to believe he's a construction guy, so yeah, his humor's a little stupid and blue, I guess. I get, That's what they're trying to tell us? Which... That's I, condescending as shit. I've
1: never heard anyone describe someone else's girlfriend. Is that like... If I've never oh, heard, she got no titties! Yeah, I love this woman. Oh, yeah, well, she's flat. <laughs> uh,
0: wait, wait? I just told you, I just... I'm like, who am I talking to? Like <laughs> Thanks, it, yeah. friend. It, uh so that was and it wouldn't even have any meaning to to the, to him he's just still an angel he he wouldn't get the concept of
1: maybe you know, that's why he felt he was comfortable telling the I joke guess. but even so it was just bizarre and it was just like it was, but you could tell like they were just trying to shoehorn some because this movie is um this movie is completely humorless it, it's it's the most serious movie about nonsense you'll ever yeah.
0: see yeah the sex scene too was horrible not only is it that I think that the acting was really bad. Their chemistry is horrible, too. Really you bad. don't want to see them together. No, you, you want to see her away from him. You do. I, not- I was really,
1: I really, did, and it, it's really a lot has to do with Nicolas Cage's performance, but I think it's also just his character. Yeah. I did not want her anywhere near him. And a lot of it's how it's directed. I think it really, I think that really this movie really lies at, at, at Brad Sybil and his yeah. feet. Because you, you are, i spent most of this movie, like, nervous for her. I know that, I know that he's an angel, he's not going to hurt her, but- it was some element of me going, it did get, seem away yeah. get away from Yeah, Get This guy is bad news. He's yep.
0: making me sick to my stomach. The sex, like, tell me how that feels. And he's like,
1: I don't know. Warm. 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 Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Warm. Gross. All right. Fuck. He's, yeah. <sighs> and, he's, and she's like, we fit together. But I know. That's kind of how it works, honey. Barf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, maybe
0: she's trying to say, oh, I didn't know if you had anything down there because you're an angel. Like, maybe you were kind of a Candle. Like yeah. Right. Just... Oh,
1: he's, he's, he's all
0: man He's all man That's the other weird thing Is too He's an angel So he was never human They make a point to saying These angels Were never human So how does he have Fucking human parts well, That goes back to his director Right They're yeah. all middle aged men Yeah These angels And they're all watching us And
1: they're all good Ooh. But they're all this It's really I really felt like I'm, like I'm watching like a predator Like our predator made this movie And I'm not I'm not saying Brad Sibling Is like No that. he's probably not I have no idea Maybe he is Maybe I've no Yeah maybe he's, he's killed people not. We don't he's know Probably not Probably not <laughs> But it, it just, watching the movie, it felt that way. Yeah. And I, I didn't, honestly, I didn't know, I I try not to do a lot of intel in the movie before I watch it. Yeah. So, if you watch the credits of the movie, they don't have the credits until the end of the movie. That's right. So, I didn't even know who directed this when I was watching it. Oh. So, I had no, in, a, in fact, I went the whole movie really thinking a man wrote it, too. So, I had no idea who directed it, no idea who wrote it, Um. and yeah, so I... I didn't go in with any, you know, but at the end of the movie, i like, I felt like a predator directed this. Yeah. And I was waiting to see like Brian Singer or like someone, you know, like some real creepo directed this, but it was, uh, you Weinstein
0: know, makes his directing de- debut.
1: Right. Yeah. John Wayne Gacy, uh, yeah. film, you know, but, right. but, it, but yeah, I, I was really, I was really put off with this. And maybe I would have felt differently watching it in 98 than I would now. Maybe it has to do with that, but this is the second worst movie we've seen. I hate this that much. I was really uncomfortable.
0: I don't think I still don't think it hits my bottom. F- I'll, have to, I'll have to think about it, but it, it's not good. It is a bad film. It's two bad films in a row. I blame you for putting the poll out in such a way that our fans made us watch this fucking this fucking right, film. This is a fan choice. We're gonna probably do this every month. Actually, we have a fan no! choice. No, and uh, they don't the, know what they do. This is we had two <laughs>
1: options, and the other, Jesus. One, the other one was. Uh, this was ninety eight, and the other one was the year two thousand. We were gonna do Space Cowboys and Hollow Man.
0: Yeah, and I would so Hollow Man. Hollow, Hollow Man is a famously bad movie. I right. know, but it would have been fun to shit on it. Like this isn't even fun to shit on. That would have been we would have laughed at that, and we would have shit on it. Mm. I definitely saw that when it came out. It's kind of fun to shit on Deep and, Impact though. On what? Deep Impact. That was fun was, to shit on. Yeah, but it's just not. I, it's still kind it was mockably of mockably bad. Yeah, it was totally not, Yeah, you're right. But and Space and Cowboys, Cowboys would have been better. Than this. Yeah, this is
1: really bad. This is so. Busy. This was really. I was really put off. By it. I was really. The scene in the hospital, really, I was like, I'm uh, oh, yeah. really uncomfortable here. Yeah. There's one point, there's two children playing with the balloon and there's a middle-aged man who's helping the oh, balloon bounce. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, this is fucking creepy. This is like a, it's a fucking child molest in that room. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Like, I don't know why I felt so like, Strong, I felt really, I felt like every angel was not an angel, but a, like a, a messenger, a messenger, I'm using their, their terminology. Yeah. A, uh, like a sign of, of dread. I was, I thought they were evil. I did not like these people. I don't like how they watch us. The music they, didn't help it. That was creepy too. That didn't help. Like the fucking score is creepy. I really don't want middle-aged men watching
0: no, us. No, me neither. No. Everywhere
1: we go and it, they're in every room. Really? That's fucking horrifying.
0: It is horrifying. I don't
1: like these middle-aged men with kids. Like that, I don't like any, it was really, I was really put off by this movie. I was, I cannot say strongly enough how much I, did, I really hate this movie. The only I hate worse is Out of Monks, because that was so bad. That was bad. But this, this
0: was, this was bad. This is about as disturbing I've been watching a movie in a long time. <sighs> I went in knowing that I wouldn't, because I don't, I actually don't think I saw it when it came out, because I'd seen Wings of Desire, and I was like, I can't, I don't want to see this fucking knockoff piece of shit thing. So I never saw it. But I was not I knew what we were getting ourselves into. And I, and so I think I prepared myself. So I didn't. I, I didn't react as much as you did. I
1: was really upset. The only yeah. thing I will say, one positive note about the movie, is I actually like the More Morissette song. Uh, yeah, at uh, the end.
0: that's one of her better tunes. I think it might be your best. Yeah, it probably is. She actually sounds good if you listen to Jagged Little Pill that recording is so bad. But this by this time, she's got a she's got uh, this might have been her second or second it's, album.
1: Yeah, second or third, right? Or this might be just for the soundtrack.
0: Maybe it was only for the soundtrack, but yeah, she it was actually recorded well. She sounded good. It was a good tune. We nah, talked about
1: this at Saco. So Matt and I were in Saco, man last weekend. Yeah, and we were talking about I don't know how honest more said even came up, but we were talking mm. about it and we both we had recently done like a re at Yeah, I it And we both said like it does not this hold is up. A this is it. a, yeah, it's a it's it. a terrible album. And it was funny because when I was that when it came out, I thought it was great. It was, yeah, I mm, I mean I you know, really liked, I liked it. it. I definitely liked it. I liked it, it. Yeah,
0: I liked her. I respected her. I liked. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I, it wasn't I my favorite, but I also like this. sounds Immature and stupid. Really immature, bad lyrics, bad vocal performance, like, oh, bad right, recording. Yeah. Everything's uh, bad.
1: But this, but that song though, the one at the end of the song. Yeah, I'm, I can't sorry, remember which I'm one was. The but, name right now. Yeah, me um, too.
0: But but I liked. I it's funny. I made a note of that too. And also Iris. So I'm not a huge Google Goo Dolls fan either, but I can respect his writing's a, actually do pretty good. We
1: talk good? about that on the YouTube. Or on? No, no we fine.
0: haven't done Iris. We no, no, ever, we did. We did did name. Dolls On YouTube. Yep, yeah, we did. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, oh. Maybe we did Iris and this one. No, we did Name. Name. We I did remember. Name for sure. Yeah, and this was Iris, but it was yeah. a different version of Iris. It was just an acoustic version on the right. on this uh, movie, which I thought was kind of cool.
1: I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. And the Sarah McLaughlin song was
0: rough. Oh yeah, which was like r-
1: about angels again. Yeah, yeah, in the arms of an angel. In the arms of an angel. Yeah, yeah. it's actually I don't, I don't kind like of a pretty
0: song. She's, no, I don't like her either, but that's she's, kind she's of a pretty pre- song. She
1: annoys me too. I
0: am, she, she is, is monkey. Yeah,
1: I'm good with that. But the last one, that song was good. Dennis Franz is always fun to watch. He's good. Um, I will say, and the other reason I'm I'm putting this above Alvin is oh. Um, I mean, not, not by much, um, is the, so this was shot in a very, in a way that obviously as you can tell, it really disturbed me. I, I, I I have, I was really, really uncomfortable watching the movie, but it was, (laughs) it was shot creatively, interestingly, I don't know what the words are, differently than I'm used to seeing a movie. Yeah. So it kept me a little bit intrigued, I guess, on some weird level at that, but Almost like watching a snuff film is interesting, though. Like, you know, you're like, oh, I've never seen someone, you know, get shot in the face quite like that. (laughs) It's (laughs) kind of like that. Right. But so where Avis Chipmunks is just so, it's so terrible. There's nothing gamey about it. Everything's terrible. So I I, I have to put this ahead of it, but not by much. I don't think this this movie really bothered me.
0: I don't think it cracks my bottom five, but it's bad. I I don't know. I have to think about it. You know how I feel about Identity Thief. Yeah, I know. You don't like that. Actually, that might be a better movie. Mm, that might be a better movie than this, even though it's not funny. That might be a better movie. Uh, I got to think about it. I got to think about it. This is bad. It's really bad. All right. All right.
1: Uh, it's all I have for this movie. This movie is very upsetting to me. So uh, oh, uh, F. You give it an F. F. It's F, in the F.
0: D's for me. Definitely. F
1: for fucking kids. Because I think that's what some people <laughs> yes. who watch this movie might want to do. Because I, I think this is a, uh, this, all kidding aside though, like, you know, I, I mean, you know, sometimes you shoot things you don't, entail. I'll, you know, to, to make, you know, maybe Brad sibling didn't intend this and Nicholas Cage may have come off as too like wooden. There's a lot of things that can happen to make something appear this is some way.
0: his wheelhouse though. Nicholas Cage should not be in a movie like this. No, uh, he's a weird you'd guy have to
1: have it be someone like Jimmy Stewart or Tom Hanks. Someone who's, you can ex- see real emotion, niceness, a lot of heart, kindness. Yeah.
0: Kindness. Who's kindness. Like the
1: warmest, you know, uh, actor you can imagine. Right. You'd have to have it be someone like that. But even like Andre Brower, who is a a very intelligent and can be very warm after Homicide, you know, uh, as Pemberton, he was very, you know, he's always kind of distant, but you you couldn't help but love him. Even in this, you're like, Ugh. yeah. And I said the scene with the the guy, the guy and the balloon and the kids. Yeah, that's that, that's, that, that that's, that that's a hard one for me to stomach.
0: I would not have been surprised if this did take a turn and went to a horror film. Like that's you know like midway through. I would have appreciated it because yeah. at least
1: it would have been. It would have made. More see, authentic. I don't like the fact that I idolized these guys. That's what really yeah, bothered me. Yeah, I see that. You're like this is someone you know. They, they, everyone talks about that would be Powder, um, which which came it's out um, about '96. But I guess the guy that and it's basically this like. Guy that has no hair. He's like a white
0: guy. He albino. And
1: he has, yeah, but and he, and only he's, he's even more than that, right? I don't know. I don't know. I think there's something about him that's like special or something, but he, he uh, has ESP or something, too, but right? he has like relationship with like kids. But then as up the director actually was a, like a child. Most, I'm no, saying, I'm not saying this about Brad sibling at all. I guess I kind of am, but I'm not, I'm just saying the way this was shot, like it was like very disturbing. And it may have been just this guy who's, traumatized from what happened with Rebecca Schaefer and he idealizes angels. And maybe, he, maybe he's the kind of guy who's like, I wish I was there. I wish I could have been there. You know, oh, and, and stopped
0: it from happening. Or
1: been there to provide Rebecca's peace. You know, there's a lot of things yeah, that can happen sure. here. But watching this, completely removed from that situation, not even knowing who the director was, seeing this movie, this was a really troubling movie that uh, idealized and basically promoted incredibly creepy, not acceptable behavior of men toward women. It was really, really disturbing.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't have to talk about it anymore. You're done. We'll never have to talk about this motherfucker again. I don't trust our audience, though. If they're going to pick shit like this. What are you guys thinking? What are you guys thinking? This is on you. We'll do another poll next month. (laughs) Can we... Really? (laughs) Do we have to? Yeah. They'll always choose against me. I I feel like that's what's going to... I think you're right. (laughs) They'll always choose against me. All right, so Bittersweet uh, Symphony? Yes. Okay. So, I really like this song a lot. This will crack my top five. Do you like it?
1: <sighs> so, I do like it. Okay, I do like it. It won't crack my top five. will crack
0: my top five. Um, Probably right under seven, I think. So, I think this will slide into five.
1: It's incredibly repetitive. That is true. And there's elements I'm guessing we're going to get into that complicate yep. the song yep. for me.
0: Yeah, totally. And I definitely want to talk about that. I always, we've talked, we, I say this a lot, but I always appreciate anybody who can take something... Really simple and make it very compelling. And um this, they took a four-bar phrase, which is that that symphony, that symphonic thing happening. That four-bar phrase is the entire song and I enjoy it. I could listen to that loop over and over forever. Uh and there's some there, I've actually even tried maybe I'll get into this now. Actually, there's there are so I've done similar things. Like I appreciate it so much that I have tried to do things like that. Here's a loop that I made. It's very repetitive, could go on forever. Like that loop. it's just a cycle that could, in my mind, my head could just keep doing that over and over, and I would always like it. okay. same thing with with bittersweet symphony. It's like, and it's so, that's so hard to do, I think. Like, it's so hard to make something. I mean, eventually, I would, I would, if I, you know, listen to it days and days in a row, I get sick of it. But I, but I have yet, this song's been out for 20 years. and I, I'm not sick of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm really sick of it. A. And B, if that is the whole song, then we're give it. then I don't, I can't give the credit. If you know, if that's why you like the song, then I have issues with, with saying I, know. I like the song. It's a tough so, spot. Yeah. Maybe can you, can we kind of go Yeah, into, let's go to
0: yeah. that. So, so the story everybody probably know or most people know, I bet this, they the, don't. Okay, well the story is that um, the Verve stole this loop from the Rolling Stones. That's the story. Right, but well, that, well but, that's the one that I know. I know it's more complicated than that. Yes. So we're going to get into that. Okay. But what I know like what I knew until this morning in my head I thought they stole this from the Rolling Stones. Right. The Rolling Stones sued them and they lost all then they, all lo- they, they lost, lost and, they, and they lost all the right. all the royalties for it. That's the story that, yeah, that I know. right. Is that, is that fair?
1: Oh, you yeah, just the only difference is just the, you know, the fact that it was not the Rolling Stones, but it was, you know whatever, a cover of the Rolling Stones.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know this see, i never really looked into this, so that's the next piece. So um, what ended up happening was they got permission from the Rolling Stones. Uh, not the Rolling Stones. We'll, we'll get into this. Yeah, so I think you're st- I actually don't think you know the right story. OK. So they went and talked to Jagger um, and uh, who's the guitar player? Uh, Keith Richards. Keith Richards and said, can we use a song? And they're like, yes, no problem. And they made out, like, like created a, you know, a deal for that. Okay. Um, but the problem is Alan Klein, who was their former manager. Right. Who is evil. Who is evil. Actually had the rights right. to the Rolling Stones songs pre-1970. Right.
1: right. No, I, I, this is. This okay. is okay. Okay. I, no, I, so I understand it wasn't just Jagger and Richards. Right. It was actually, uh, they went through the right office that went that but they got the right. They got to the wrong guy. Right. Yeah. And Alan Klein, I don't know how much you want to get into him, but I have feelings about him that are very I have strong
0: feelings about him because what he, ended up,
1: he's everything that's wrong with music business
0: seems it. Yeah. And yeah. maybe, you know, a little bit more than me, but just, just like in the context of this song, what ended up happening was it was just a mistake because they, they sought, they sought the rights. Like they tried to do the right thing. Right. It was just a mistake. But the problem was the Verve just released the album. It was on fucking record store shelves when, when it came up. Oh, the Jagger, they don't Keith Richards and Jagger. They don't actually own this the rights to the song. You need to talk to Klein. They went to Klein and said, "Hey, we're really you know we'd love right. to. Can and, we do can we do a fifty fifty split?"
1: And he said, "Alan Klein's Satan, by the way." So
0: yeah. he says, "He says, fuck you. Give yep. me hundred percent of the of the royalties because if you don't, I'm going to sue you and you're going to have to pull all the records off the shelves." Right, and then they're fucked. They have to. They got to go. Like they they they, right. they have to give it to him.
1: And this is what he does. So this I'm, a, I'm does. a pretty big Rolling Stones fan. Okay. Um, yeah. And for years, uh, I actually fell in love with the Beatles first because it was easier for me to get like their like greatest hits stuff yeah. and it was you know, when I was a teenager. You know? Of course. And the reason you couldn't get a full collection of Rolling Stones stuff is because Alan Klein owns the Beatles stuff oh. from 64 to
0: 71. You, not the Beatles stuff, though. I'm Rolling sorry, Stone the Rolling Stones stuff yes. from 64 to
1: 71. And he would not... So you couldn't oh. ever get a full collection. And he sunk his cost. In fact, he's so fucking... I hate this guy so much. Okay, yeah. So he's. this is also... So I'm a, I'm a huge Rolling Stones fan from like 67 to like 73 is like, I think is like maybe the greatest era of any band ever kind yeah. of discussion. Yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm a big Stones guy. So uh, he was making it so hard for them to make music that after they, they finally got away from this fucking evil fuck and they're like, all right, fine. You own everything from 64 to 71. We'll just make new stuff. Right. So they make Exile on Main Street. It's the next song that yep. they do. And he tries to put his claws down. He says, Well, you wrote these songs when you were under my co-. and they're
0: like, Fuck you, dude. Like, listen, like You're gonna make a shit ton of money. Go the fuck go, go away. Way. But this
1: is what he is. He, once, he, he's, he's like, uh, once he gets his claws in you, yeah. then you can't escape. This is what he did with them, with the verb. And he's like, he's just suck his claws in you and then he'll never let go. He is he's uh, unrelenting. He is he's like a, a piranha. He, once he gets his teeth in you, he'll never, ever, ever let go. That's why I knew like once I remember when this was happening. Yeah, and once I heard it was Alan Klein and oh, not okay. the Stones. It, it triggered it for you. I'm like, oh, like the Verve will never win this, right? They'll never ever get away, right? And it took what Alan Klein finally, I think, had to die for his son to take over. And that's when the Stones released 40. Licks. That's
0: exactly in, in 2019.
1: No, no, 40, no,
0: no, 40 licks. Oh, I'm that's, sorry, I'm sorry, okay, I'm sorry.
1: So the Stones in, in 20, in, I think, Klein died 09. Okay, something like that. And then a couple years later, the Stones finally reached agreement with Alan Klein's son. Can we put out a greatest hits album? Can People we, want this. Can ship. we share the Revit? It's our 40th anniversary. Yeah. Can we just share something? And they finally said, "All right, yes." For five years, I'll give you access to this music, and then you got to pull everything off the shelf. So Calm. I don't know if you can even get 40 likes on, uh, on, like on streaming anymore. Really? Yeah. It, it's it's incredible. Yeah. So even though like, listen, we'll make money together. Right. They're like, well, we own this, so fuck you. And it was like that for years. Alan Klein is the is we talk about Pat Boone. Yeah. And other, yeah. Like if, Alan Klein's another example of another way the music industry will just fuck you. Yeah. That's my Alan Klein rant.
0: Okay. No, good. Well, I wonder if that plays into some other pieces of this actually, because I've been trying to, I've been trying to fit a couple things together that I don't quite understand. So, um, this is the song that the Verve took from. Yes. They do.
1: Well, oh, this isn't the old man version. Not told you twice. Right, great song.
0: Yeah, so that's the last time. John McClane gonna sue us now? We just played that song. No. Uh. Oh, maybe. <laughs> okay. Yeah, maybe actually. We, we want to check to see. If, yeah, okay. maybe. Yeah. All right. Ah, fuck him. Uh,
1: um. You say that. <laughs> so. Well,
0: he's dead, and my right, well, son
1: is apparently almost as evil.
0: Yeah. Th- He'll never listen to the episode. Yeah, okay. that's actually a good point. Yeah, we might. We want to check that. I might check it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I'm not pulling it anyway. Fuck uh, him. What are they going T- down- to do? Take a step.
1: We're
0: going to take this episode green. down. Fine. He, if they, if he, he sues us, we'll get so popular because of it. Fighting these motherfuckers. Oh yeah, the verb's doing great. The Verge, they sold 10 million copies of that album. Yeah, I had to give all of it to Alan. <laughs> no, no, no. Only, know, only, know, only that. Only the royalties from the song. They, they made a lot oh, of money yeah, from yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, they're idiots it, anyway, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. But does that song last time sound like Bittersweet Symphony? No, but
1: the old hand version is what they stole, though. The what? That's not what they stole.
0: I know what they stole.
1: Yeah, so that doesn't sound like it, but that's not. That's
0: irrelevant. But what did they steal? They stole an orchestral version of that song. Right, the old hand version,
1: which sounds just like Sweet Symphony. Have you heard that?
0: Of course. That's okay. what I'm going to play next, right. but here it is. Oh, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. That's, so, uh, that's so a, a g- chorus version, but here. Hold great on. album, by the way. The Oldham Orchestra. Yes. Right. Really cool album, by the way. But does that sound like The Last Time to you? Oh, no, it doesn't. Right. It doesn't. No. So uh, they, the it Oldham. It doesn't at all, actually. No, it not like, so okay. weird. Okay. So the Oldham Orchestra credited Jagger and Richards mm. as the author of that song. That's the problem. That doesn't sound anything like The Last Time. Yeah, it doesn't sound anything like it. But I'm wondering if Alan Klein forced them because so the guy who actually uh, um, composed that is the former manager of the Stones, right? Uh, and David, Alan Klein, David Whitaker.
1: Oh, okay. And Klein bought out all of himself.
0: Did he really? Oh, he did. $750,000. Oh, okay. So yeah. I was wondering where that piece was because yes. that doesn't sound anything I like. I guarantee kind for because the whole album is all songs. songs. It. Yeah, exactly. It's 12.
1: It's, yeah, you got satisfaction. You, you know, you know the, the, yeah, so it's basically came out in 1966. It's really cool. It's all like really lush orchestra. It's awesome. And it's like 12 of songs that were popular, you know, until 1966, you know, so it's all their older stuff. Right. And uh, it's like the Oldham Orchestra, I forget, the, probably Gary Oldham, is that his name?
0: I think, um, son, no, Andrew Oldham. Andrew, okay. Yeah.
1: And yeah, and Klein uh, and, and Oldham were in bed. That's how, that's how Oldham got the rights to be able to do this album. But Klein, of course, owned a huge chunk of it. Right. Shocker. And then uh, when Oldham wanted to get out, like, he really nickel and dine, and they finally came to this, this agreement, which even at the time, you know, a, a chunk of the Rolling Stones was worth a lot of money. So to get oh, out for yeah. like, less than a million dollars is right. crazy.
0: It's, um, I'm sorry, it's, uh, it's Oldham who's the former Rolling Stone manager. Yes. It wasn't Whitaker, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I, before I started to play it before, but th- this is... This is the chorus. Um, will be the last time This could be the last time this could be the... Oh, I've ever known. a Ah! They just elongated it. But it's the same chord structure. It okay. is the same chord structure. You hear, can you hear it there? Uh, are you saying... Over,
1: I mean, I've heard it before. I mean, All I, right. Yeah.
0: Well, so there is a connection there. It's just he, elong, he really, really elongates it. You can, But you can barely tell it's the same thing. Okay. So um, now the other thing, though, the other part of this is to me is that Rolling Stone song is fucking stolen as well. Yes, I know. Maybe my, time, maybe my last time. I don't love. So maybe, fuck everybody involved. maybe Sapo, right? That's the Staples, sis, the Staples family, or the who are they? Yeah. The Staples singers. Yeah, is that what you I said? Think it's
1: Mavis Staples oh. is the singer, right? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Right. yeah. It totally yeah. stole one. Totally stole to that song. It's actually much. I don't. So I don't love the last time by the Rolling Stones. It's not one of her favorite songs. No, it's. But I really like that version it's a lot a better, yeah. and I like the old impression better. <laughs> um. Uh, but yeah, it's a much. You're absolutely right. They completely gifted that from her.
0: So then, do you like? Do you feel better about uh, the Verve though not stealing a Rolling Stones song because it's not really. It's not really there. I feel bad for
1: them in the situation uh because I think they try to do the right thing, and this is what I just know Alan klein's m o so I so throughout this entire battle that they've had with them, I've always rooted for the verb, Even though I don't really don't really care about yeah. the verb yeah, I don't even really love this song that much. I always rooted for them because I felt like they did what they thought was right they did their they did what they thought was their due diligence they were let down by management, whatever or yeah. whatever, but it just kind of sucks, man and like you know like you know, when you're when you're in business, you try to just do, you know, try to obviously make a profit, but do the best you can as a human being too. And you know, they could have came to an agreement like, hey, we'll take half, you take half, or let's figure this out. We definitely yeah. have to get something. You know, right. you, you did circumvent us, but there's a way to do it without being. But that's just not you, that's just not how Alan kind of, Alan Klein of operates. All or nothing. And yeah. he just, he'll just go. He's just unrelenting. And I, it, I, I don't have a lot of respect for people like that.
0: I sort of rooted for the Verve too, but then like I kind of, I had a couple realizations. First of all, the guy, the the singer for the Verve. Um, Richard Ashcroft mm-hmm. he's like so he, he got the royalties back in 2019
1: he did from uh, Jagger and Richards right didn't he right, kind they, of like how did that all work like, I don't know I don't, I don't know why they got I, it someone, back from the, they did
0: they and it, so he assigned it they assigned it over to him so Ashcroft was blaming the Rolling Stones though he was like throwing them under the bus but they did. didn't know they're like they didn't they, well, they, Keith Richards said some stupid shit too though did he what did he say yeah what did he, he
1: was just like you know oh they ripped this off well, and oh
0: he, they okay They he ripped them off and I'll show you in a second but before that he goes um, he goes thank you to the Rolling Stones for acknowledging me as the writer on a fucking masterpiece and it's that kind of hubris that pisses me off I especially know. when you listen to this and you go um... Symphony, hold on oh, you bitch. told you once and I've told you twice it's the same melody too. the fucker stole the same melody I told you once and I told you twice. You never listen to my advice. So not only does he steal um, the fucking uh, sample, he steals the fucking melody to the fucking song too. And not only that, the, um, so the, uh, I don't, do you remember the video?
1: Yeah, I do. I watched it actually. The video is actually
0: really awesome. It's him kind of running through. uh, I kind of like like it and kind of hate it. Okay. Uh, I think it's neat because he's just—it's—he's just making his way. It doesn't matter whatever anybody else is doing. He's just like right, plowing his way through. It, right, right. He does some shitty things. I think kind he of knocks some people over, kind of. But I also like the determination factor. He stole that video idea from Massive Attack, who did the same thing on a song called, um, it was called Unfinished Symphony. Stole the name <laughs> Jesus, of that. Yeah. So like, so I lost. I I wanted to feel bad for him. I wanted to feel like this is the underdog and rooting from right. him, but. No, he blames the Rolling Stones. It's not their fault. It's their, it's, it's their fucking old manager's fault. Yeah. He he calls itself a fucking masterpiece, which I love the song. I do love the song, but he steals the lyrics and steals the fucking um, sample. The whole song is the sample and the same melody as the Rolling Stones. And then he fucking, like he's got so much hubris and he steals the fucking video idea too. So I'm kind of down on him. So this is it gonna make your top five? Yeah, i really love the song. <laughs> I know, but it's such a good song. It really is a good song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I,
1: I, can, I, I, I can put it. I, so, so I,
0: yeah. it's, it's such a good song, though. It is. I don't think, if I were him, I wouldn't have as much hubris as he has. I wouldn't be like, oh, this is divine fucking intervention that, that spawned this masterpiece. I'm so awesome. Like, I wouldn't feel that way. I'd be like, no, I took some parts and I put them together and it sounds really great. And that's true.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's okay song, yeah. I mean, I, I'd much rather listen to a Rolling Stones album. Let It Bleed, by the way, is phenomenal. It's the best album.
0: Okay. This isn't a Rolling Stones episode. It's too bad. It is. Talk Stones
1: all day. I love it. I love that, that stuff. That era is so, so great. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I, I think, think I, everybody's kind of bad in this one. Not, not really. I, I actually feel, right. I feel better. Not I all feel, good guys. I feel better about... So the original story that I thought was happening, you know, I, it made the Rolling Stones the bad guys in my head. But I think that they, they're the ones who kind of got screwed in this in terms of the public persona. It wasn't their fault. I feel mm. better about them in this su- I'll situation. I'll be stone, sure. But everybody else kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, and and the poor uh, Staple singers got here too.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. So, okay, the stones suck too then. Yeah, <laughs> right. a little
1: bit. I bet you I defend them. I can't defend them on this one because that's a total lift.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, that's, that's. Uh, I think I'm good with the uh, verve. All
1: right, so personal story? Yeah, please. All right, so uh, we talked uh, last episode about how these are the lost years for me. So right, 98, yeah. 98, 99 especially, or the lost era. Uh, so at this time in May 98, I was working at McDonald's. So I'd like to talk about that a little bit. So I wanted to be a manager. I was like, what I was like, all right, I'm good. I want to be a manager
0: at McDonald's. At McDonald's. Remember I'm I'm
1: 18. Oh yeah. You know, I'm not doing anything. I'm literally not doing anything. I don't really know what I want to do. I don't want to be a manager forever. Um, but I just like, all right, while I'm here, I want to, you know, advance, I want to advance, I guess
0: you You get more money, more perks. You don't have to do the fry later.
1: Right. I didn't, I mean, to yeah. See, so, did you ever have a teenage job?
0: Of course, I worked at uh, uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Was one of them. Right. I mean, I worked from the time I was actually 14 on.
1: Yeah. All right. So yeah. when? I t- still t- work t- t- today. Yes. <laughs> I'm
0: like I don't no, stop. No, I-,
1: I Chuck E. Cheese.
0: Oh uh, no, I didn't work at Chuck E. Cheese, and I-, I was uh, a busboy at 14 years right. old and whatever. But Chuck E. Cheese was. But I turned 16 and I needed a job. I had a car, right. so Chuck E. Cheese. No, yeah. Week-tune.
1: So so right, not not there anymore now. It's gone. No, no, no. Um. So yeah. So I mean, I took it. I was in Newington as well. You probably went to my McDonald's when I was there. Mm. Who knows? Um. But yeah. I mean, I guess I took it. You know, I was taking it pretty seriously. I guess on some level, I, was, I just had nothing else going on in my life. Yeah. And uh, so they're like, I think they kind of like, they didn't. I don't think management like loved. Me. They didn't like. They didn't like me. Uh, I think I I didn't have a lot of patience. Uh. And I think they thought that. I was gonna end up doing something else like they, I think they knew I wasn't. Oh, gonna be a lifer. you were
0: too smart to Probably. be there for a career.
1: So, but yet I kind of was just there. So I'm McDonald's
0: employees. <clears throat> I didn't mean that.
1: Well, no, I mean some for some people, you know, it's a good it, well, look. You know, it is what it is. But I think they realized that I wasn't going to be there long term. Sure. And at the end of the day, they were right. You know, they they were right. They they know what to look for for someone who's going to be there long term. Some people I work with actually, as much as like you joke about, like they're actually a couple of I work with are now in like upper management now. Yeah. Uh, and they're making like six figures, making yeah, more money agree. than I, you know, they're doing really great, but that's yep. rare. Usually it's people who kind of just, you know, and those people have a certain kind of mindset. They're like ultra, they don't, they had more patience. They, so the people that kind of went in that direction were not like me. Yeah. And then the people who were kind of the lifers were not like me either. I was kind of this weird, weird creature there. So I, uh, I want to be a manager and eventually they relented and said, you can be a manager, but here's what you're going to do. You're going to work the, the opening shift Saturdays and Sundays.
0: As the manager?
1: Yes. But basically, I couldn't have, I wouldn't have weekends. You know, no, I mean, you
0: wouldn't be able to do anything on the weekend.
1: Right. And they were basically like playing a like chicken with me. Like, you know, in other words, like, you know, basically, he's yeah. telling me you don't want to be a manager. See how shitty he is because you have to do this. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'll call you above. I'm literally doing nothing. I will fucking call you above. Plus, I was a maniac at 18. I could stay up all night. Yeah. I was, I would stay up like three, four days in a row. I was like, I was an insane person. Yep. And uh, I'm like, oh, I'll do that. It's fine. So I went and did it for like a year.
0: So what time does the shift start in the mornings? Is it right. 5 a.m.? So or- it
1: opened at, we opened at 6. Okay. But, this, but we had to be there at 5. Yeah, that makes sense. And I had to drive like, say, a half hour there. So, I, you know, I was getting up at like 4 in the morning. Every Saturday, every Sunday, I get up at 4 in the morning. You know, jump in the shower, go to work.
0: Yeah, as long as you go to bed by midnight, you can make that. Yeah, sometimes
1: I wouldn't sleep. Yeah. A lot of times I wouldn't sleep. A lot of times I'd be like at a party. I just wouldn't drink a ton. Yeah. And then I would then just like hustle over and then work and then... Um,
0: go to bed after and that, go to bed right?
1: after. Cause okay. that shift was basically until like, usually they wanted to work until like after lunch. So I'll, my managerial duties would be from like, uh, you know, I would opened up a store store yep. and then from six to 10, I was in charge. And then at like 10 to 10 30 is it kind of went when it, the lunch. And I would then become like a regular person at that point.
0: Oh, you would like, i the register. Do, okay. Yeah,
1: I, mostly I worked to register. Yeah. Like that's cause I could get people in and out fast.
0: Yeah, and, and they can um, trust you with money. I did a lot of yeah. register work too cuz they could trust me with it money. Trust me
1: money and I, and I can I can yeah. I get people going quick. Uh, I move fast. So, and I would do that until like around 1:30 and I go home. So it's like, you know, like 5 to 2. That was like my shift, Yeah. Regardless. Um, but I thought in my brain like, oh, if I do this, I'll win them over. I'll be such a good shift leader that they'll want to promote me. But like I didn't realize, no, they're just like fucking with me. Yeah. Like, they're just like making it so I'll be miserable. And like I just I didn't have the right temper to be, like I remember one time this woman, I wasn't in charge, but I was like working the register, but I was like a shift leader at the time. This woman, this woman, she must have been like 55. I'm not going to say her name. Uh-oh. She goes, say it. She, no, she's, she's dead. She's no, I don't think she is dead. Actually, sorry. <laughs> I checked pretty recently.
0: So, uh, Are you checked? checked. What do you mean you check? You like, do you check in on all your former, uh, McDonald's uh, underlings?
1: No, but she was, I'll tell you why she's special. So <laughs> she went, she's like, I have, she's like, all of a sudden she's a working register in the middle of like an order and she just sprints off to the bathroom. Oh, okay. Comes back and she goes. Goes, Jason, I gotta go home. I shit my
0: pants. Oh man, oh. And
1: you're like, oh
0: god. Oh man.
1: And it was just like, it was just like, and I was, I so I hear that. Why do we
0: devolve to poop like every other episode? This is you, by the way. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So I'm, I'm like 18, but I'm like in theory, like you know, I have like a crew shirt on. Like a crew manager shirt on. I know I'm not the manager, but I am, you know, indeed. yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I'm literally on the floor rolling. I'm crying. I laughed for like 25 <laughs> minutes. I could not. I could not, I was ah, like, You laughed? I was laughing so hard. Oh. I was going, I was going, <laughs> <like that. laughs> I couldn't breathe. I was like, you know, Jason, I got all my shit in my pants. <laughs> and like, I was, and then I started like saying that all the time. Like, I could, anytime I left, it, for work Like anytime my, my shift was over I would say it to whomever I would just shout it Like I was just I just I mean I was I was a kid yeah. You know I was little- No you still
0: do that shit now though You will still like You still pick at people Until you pick at people Even this past weekend You were picking at people In fucking Saco You wouldn't no. let some stuff go Oh yes no, I, was I saw you They didn't see what you, I they, didn't see well what you- they didn't see what you were doing But I saw what you were fucking doing no, I'm a good person No uh, Well yeah you're a good person But yeah. you also like to Make things uncomfortable Continue I do <laughs>
1: I was just, I, I'm crying thinking about it. It was so funny. i just remember her, like her hands like on her butt, like trying oh, to cover no! The, said, I gotta go home. And it was just like, but like, oh, like no. but I didn't, uh, I couldn't control that part of me yeah. enough to be a manager. But then I would get mad. I wasn't a manager, but like I wasn't mature enough to be like, well, part of the reason you're a manager is because you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. You know? And I, but I couldn't equate, I was like, my attitude was like, I come to work all the time. I do a really you good job. You knew you were responsible. I'm smart. You going to be trusted. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm smarter than everybody else here. Yeah. You know, not everybody, but you know, but you, when you're 17, mm-hmm. you think like that. Well, Kathy
0: shitty pants, maybe not. Right. But. <laughs> not her,
1: but, uh, how'd you know her
0: last name? Uh,
1: but, uh, so, but I, I knew I'm like, all right, well, I, you know, I should, and I remember thinking, you know, part of the reason these like the lost years are, I, I, I look back at these kind of with a tinge of sadness, even though I did some fun things was the whole time I remember thinking like, I should, I deserve not deserve better, but I should be in a better spot.
0: You've earned a better spot. Not
1: earned, no. Hmm. I felt like I was like, I should be in a better spot, but I've like somehow like not put myself there. And okay. I didn't know how to get there. Okay. And it was really like, like, I don't know how to get beyond this. And I was like, is this, is this how it, how it is? Like, and and so like, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm not... I mean think about where i am at this point in my life like um you know my friends some of my friends are in college yeah and i can't even be a fucking manager at mcdonald's yeah and you're like what the fuck is wrong with me and it was like a lot of like self-doubt a lot of self-doubt mm. a lot of like kicking myself in the ass a lot of like like wondering what the fuck i should do yeah and it was a lot of like
0: but the i experienced that like i felt like i should be further along yeah um yeah, even you know, I'm 20 years old or something, and I'm like, I f- should be further along. This. At
1: least you were in college. You were doing things yeah. to get to a greater goal. I was doing nothing. Yeah. I was literally like in quicksand. And it's funny how like you could, people, I could understand people could end up like that. It's why like when I hear like someone's like a McDonald's lifer now, I don't, I'm not super quick to mock them or yeah. whatever, Burger lifer. Because like, I'd be like, you know, if a couple of things broke differently for me, if a couple of things, let's say knock some girl up or let's say something fucked up happened or whatever, or just like I didn't have great support, my parents or whatever happened, if I had some fucked up thing happen to me, that kind of could have been me, maybe. Could have. Or I could have had this like, you know, like I was not on a great path. I was on a, I was not on a path. I was in like
0: neutral. You would have had to have, have accepted that though. And I, I just don't, I knew you wouldn't have known this at the time, but you would have had to been just sort of resigned to it.
1: And I was not, oh, I was the opposite of were I was angry all the time. Right. And I was just frustrated. And, um. but then I would be, you know, I, I was also a kid, so I'd laugh at someone pooping their pants. I would I would laugh at like, you know, some idiot in a drive-thru or just stupid shit like hijinks. I would laugh at. Um, but then I would be like, well, I'm taking this part of my job seriously, they should promote me. Yeah. And it was like, well, Chris, you gotta look at the big picture here. And you gotta look at the bigger picture of like, some people might need this job more than you. Some people might have a better, a more likely future with the company than you. Yeah. But I couldn't see past myself and I kept and I just didn't know how to get out of my own way. I and, get it. And it was really frustrating, but uh, Jason, I have to go home. I put my pants uh, is one of the most indelible moments of my life. And
0: that we were talking about doing t-shirts. Maybe that that's what should be on our Jason, t-shirt. I put my pants. Quantum. I,
1: <laughs> 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 I put my pants. I have to go home. Uh,
0: Quantum. I think that, that is like never leaves really the tagline. Of our show. I think so. Yeah. I think it's the quality we bring. Jesus Christ. All right. So what, how do you know you stocked this? <laughs> you stocked this woman. You still like kind of check in. Her. I,
1: uh, I hadn't in years. And then I was on a Facebook rabbit hole and I thought of it. I think of the quote, I don't know, at least, at least every month. Like I, I thought of it like, yeah, yeah. when it's I heard the ear funny. pop up, it's like one of the first things I thought of. Like, oh, I'm telling that story. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I, I recently looked her up and she's still alive. I'm shocked because she was not a
0: woman. She was 55 at the time, right? I, so she's- I
1: think so. She, she could have been 40. She could have been 60. She was, she was in terrible health. Um, she had an adult daughter so i think she was in her 50s
0: but yeah um, so like in her 70s okay yeah that, that's all right we but live, you would never
1: think this person would live past like maybe covid know, would get her though so we'll see uh it could she was not a bad person she wasn't a great person she didn't she was her. she didn't like me <laughs>
0: But, I, I can't but imagine. I also, why. like
1: you know, in a one moment of her life, I'm on the floor gasping for air, and then I
0: mocked her for a year after that. Oh. So I can see why she didn't love me. Did she have any humor around it? Did she laugh? No, too not about you? that. No. Oh no. I think, I think, so you I think just laugh one, at
1: her one time. <laughs> this, this is awful. So like, like you know, obviously I said I keep saying. it's Just for some reason, like it just struck me as really funny. I would say it a lot. Yeah. And she goes, you know, one time she's like, Chris, I don't think I don't know why I think this is so funny. It was like it was it was like an accident. It was like a normal human thing that happened. I should try like to ration, like rationalize. There's no
0: rationalization. And I'm like
1: this. I'm like I'm like it's just funny. Like, I don't know how to explain <laughs> why this is so, but it's just funny. Yeah. And uh, but I was an idiot, you know. Like I wouldn't. I, I mean, if you did that now, yes, I would mock you forever. But like I, would, I, I, I don't think it. I would behave that way in the workplace now.
0: No. No. A buddy, you can do that with. You can bust balls in that right. way.
1: And this wasn't like and that's what you're running to when you grow up. You're like, well, you know.
0: I don't know if I. Would, this isn't
1: I, someone I, I hang out with. This isn't like a like you know. Yeah. There's some people you can bust balls with. Some people you can't. Like. There's no reason for an 18-year-old kid to be mocking a 53-year-old woman for sugar. Well, I mean, I guess there is reason, but there's no reason to do it that publicly, I guess. Oh. It's probably my misstep there.
0: <laughs> so rough. Well, um, dark and uh, funny. But, so
1: if we ever hit 98, 99, expect a lot more McDonald's stories. And I also worked at another fast food restaurant. Because we've
0: talked about McDonald's well. too before, too, right? Because you had the We had we did. We talked about the Arch Deluxe. Yeah, the sign. Because uh, I was at
1: McDonald's from ninety-six to ninety-nine with this, with a slight break, we'll get into if we ever hit ninety. See, I don't
0: understand how this happened. Do, so, when you went to like Arizona for two months, did you just pick up a McDonald's job when you were in Arizona? No, just, you just said I'm out for two months and I'll be back. I'm out for a month.
1: I did it twice. So ninety-seven and ninety-nine I went to Arizona for a month. Each you time. just
0: went on sabbatical. You could do sabbatical in fast food now.
1: Oh well, yeah. I mean, it wasn't dude. I was but like,
0: they hired you back is the weird thing.
1: I was very good on counter. I bet. Like I was. <laughs> I, bet you I were. was very good at being a person. not in charge of anything. Just like, but this, uh, I can put this guy in front. I went through a lot because I talk fast. I think yeah, fast. Yeah, I could yeah. get. I was moved quick. Like no one was quicker than me at that, but they didn't want to put me in charge. They just wanted me to do this like the, the monkey to bang his drum. They don't want him to do anything else. Right. Because I was. So uh, they were happy for you to go on sabbatical and come
0: back and they'd just pick you. Just it's put you right back in. They
1: just had somebody else feel like it was not that. I mean, it wasn't was like the lines were a little slower that month. But it wasn't like people couldn't get their... You know, it wasn't like I had a specific client list.
0: Yeah, I get you. You know, like, you know what I mean? Like,
1: There's not a lot of responsibility to the job, which made it kind of perfect for these lost years, but also made it frustrating because I felt like, why don't, they, why don't I get more responsibility? Right. But then I'm doing things that aren't very responsible. So I was like, well, Chris, you can't have it both ways. And I eventually realized that and went to college.
0: The rest is history.
1: I guess. But yes, but these are the lost years. The last years, I have a lot of funny stories in the lost years. So if we hit 98.99, we'll have a, a whole treasure trove of... I guess, embarrassing for me, probably, because my life was so shitty, but a lot of stories like this. I'm Two and, and a half for, years of my life, um, I was
0: basically doing nothing. I'm looking forward to that, then. Uh, okay, anything else? That's all I have. You have so, headlines. I do have headlines. The Dalai Lama visits, uh, visits Brandeis University on his five-state tour of the U.S. this week. Oh. Yeah.
1: Brandeis, that's where Reggie Lewis died, right? Did he? I, was it, Is it? I went to Brandeis.
0: He died there? Because he was yeah, picked he was up? Do, a,
1: yeah. Wasn't he doing, like, pick-up game?
0: Oh, maybe that's what he was. And he was on Coke.
1: No, he wasn't. He, he didn't. Wasn't was it the, who was it? Yeah, the there's, he, well, there is cocaine rumors, but he didn't. I don't, he didn't. He okay. Cocaine on him when he
0: died. All right. Like, there was rumors a that his
1: heart was weakened by cocaine. Oh,
0: uh, I hope not. Those are rumors. But I remember that being a very sad situation. Very for, sad. Probably hear, true. Um, Mercedes-Benz bought Chrysler and became Daimler Chrysler. This week, uh, it was a forty billion dollar buyout, and it was the biggest industrial merger in history at that point.
1: This is a huge story. This is when I skipped over uh, yeah, so many so headlines, that. but like there was because so many to choose from, but yeah, this was like front uh, top headline, big banner news in the New York Times. Yeah, this was a huge
0: story, huge deal, yeah. right? Forty billion was huge. Um, Eddie Rabbit died. Eddie Rabbit? Yeah. Do you remember? I love Please, a rainy Eddie, give night.
1: Me the chance. Please, Roger Rabbit? Not Roger Rabbit? Rabbit.
0: Oh, I love a rainy night, but do. do, do, do. Do 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 do. You know, remember that song? He was doing. He was like this country. He was a country um, singer. He did a bunch of stuff. Wrote a bunch of songs for like famous people. I think he wrote songs for Elvis too. But uh, had his own kind of pop. Uh, it was like country pop crossover. And that song, "I Love a Rainy Night," hit number one on the on the Billboard uh, um, Hot 100 yeah. too. Right now 56 lung cancer Oof. seemingly a really nice guy oh, very no. charitable guy was with his wife for you know years mm. up until his death same wife um family man you know did a bunch like i said did a bunch of charitable stuff with easter seals seemed like a really good dude and just like wanted to be with his family didn't cause trouble did charitable stuff and then died young so a rabbit killed by joe camel <laughs> um and then lastly, the first Euro coins were created this week oh, in 98, right. but they were fucked up mm. wrong. So they had to melt them all and mint them again. Oh no. Yeah. So that's how that goes. Uh,
1: so that's the headlines. All right. So let's talk about our 50th episode and next week. So we are traveling to November 1994. Uh, so Saturday, uh, of, or Friday of next week, we're going to do interview with vampire. Oh yeah. But our next show Pulp Fiction. There it is! We're doing Tarantino, baby! Friday! Episode 50 is going to be Quentin Tarantino's wow. Pulp Fiction. This is an organic pick. Well, our pick this week, it happened organically. Okay. I mean, obviously, I'm doing Pulp Fiction ahead of Interview Vampire. Yeah, of course. It's one of those two movies. But yes, uh, Interview Vampire was number one that week. Number two was The Santa Claus. We're not doing that. We're doing number, the Santa Claus. number four that week, which is Pulp, Pulp Fiction. Fiction. We're finally hit Tarantino. Oh, that's good. So when you come back on Wednesday, we're talking Quentin, my favorite director of all time. So we are going
0: to do the Wednesday first. We'll do, we'll do Pulp Fiction first.
1: Wednesday is episode 50, Wednesday, Pulp Fiction. I like it. Tarantino, it's happening.
0: There might be some added benefit to this week too, from my standpoint, which we'll get into. Oh. Yeah. Nothing you want to reveal on? Well, Well, I'm just thinking I know 94 is an important year for some stuff. So maybe some things might come up. That's all. There's just
1: some things might come up. It's also the worst, maybe the worst year of my life. So I'll have incredibly dark personal stories. That's going to be great. Yes. In fact, (laughs) my story I'm going to tell is... Is, is very, very, very sad. Oh, fuck. A very sad story. But that'll be the Saturday episode. Okay. You do it on Wednesday? The Friday episode, rather. So interview Vampire on Friday with an incredibly sad story by me, maybe the saddest story I've told. Okay, great. And then Wednesday, though, Pulp Fiction and mess Story, which I'm sure to be cheerful or something.
0: Yeah, I tend to be more positive than you, even though I killed a man.
1: Uh, so uh- <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for 2004.
0: <laughs> um, okay, anything else? That's all I got. All right, well, then uh, we'll catch you next time. Pulp Fiction! Time.